Hey, 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 what's going on, people? Welcome again to the Zero Sum Game Podcast. I'm joined on this week's episode with a friend of mine, Ray Babalala. He's actually the CEO of the Agile Squad. We're going to be touching on a number of topics. Um, We're going to be looking into mostly empathy. So I pose the question, what makes one empathetic? Is it something we just develop naturally? Is it something you know, we develop due to our due to society or maybe to our parents? Can we all learn to be empathetic? Um, you know what I'm saying? What, what are the steps in becoming more empathetic to others? Is it just you know, using some common sense? Yeah, so just understanding general foundation of being empathetic. Along with that, we, so we also talk about helping others. You know that's quite important. You know what I'm saying um, a lot of people think they're awful. They, they try to be awful, but a lot of people um, we just find find it difficult to be awful towards others, especially you know as we humans are quite can be quite selfish. Can you know? We start the podcast off by talking a bit more about you know Nigeria where you know, I was born, but also where Ray was born. So we just kind of talk about like how she grew up there, you know what was it like growing up there, and you know just things about Nigeria in general. I'm a good to your host. Enjoy the show. Everyone has said that like it's literally a different world. So I should, but I I stand more. I'm going back this year. I've got a training gig out there, but um I just get some things in order before I go. I'm just scared. I don't know. Like because I haven't been there since I came. It's just you know it's, it's literally. Yeah, that's where my you know what that's where my journey with empathy started in Nigeria. So I was born in Lagos and I grew up in an estate called 1004. So back then, it wasn't what it is now. It was it, it was the ghetto. So oh my! It was, it was the hood. Before yeah. them, um, Don Jazzy and them, but like they they kicked everybody out and then okay. yeah and rebuilt it. So when I grew up there, there was a lot of poverty. One thing that I've always I grew up around poverty. I grew up with support. I grew up with just being kind to your neighbor can okay. help them get through what what they are going through. In Nigeria, you know how that, that literally you can go out today and something mad will happen to you. Yeah. Uh, literally, I remember um, my my neighbor. He um, he went to work, coming back, uh, trailer fell. Wow. That was the end of uncle. But, but it, it, <laughs> there was so many. So I, I, okay, like so I I have to laugh and joke about it to to get past it. But yeah, you know, literally we saw him go to work to come back. He's not and just the difficulties her family um his family faced not just from just life like you know finances and but then from his family yes. and then from people about oh so now you ain't got a husband and like ah, ah. and just my mum showing kindness to people yeah and yes. then how much that did for them as in even if we only have Gary and small milk um yes. and a bit of sugar but go and give this to this person you know they haven't eaten as well That's okay funny. and we'll come back and sit on the floor eating one bowl of gary but we're busting joke and we're happy and yeah. that family in their house as well happy so i've always you know had that mindset and that's where it it started where you see poverty there's a lot of empathy there's a lot of other things <laughs> we have to just focus on the positive and yeah there's I've, I've always seen kindness be it the um malam giving you sweet because you know you're crying that you're hungry or the orange seller you know adding two more because you're pregnant or you know just things like that there's just always and and that sort of stuff has always felt nice to see and be part of i was also born in nigeria i grew up in nigeria um so do you think as a nation we actually quite empathetic a lot of us don't really have nothing so do you think we can't kind of force to be empathetic i mean it, uh, i say this 
okay, I'm proudly Nigerian. I love my traditions. The culture, not so much. Okay, okay. Uh, let's not lie to ourselves that things are perfect. If, if it was so great, what, why the fuck are we here? No matter how much empathy or kindness that your neighbors and the, the, the country itself, it's not built for you to, to succeed. Mm. So can you really say that the country itself has it like the people? Oh my God, like the people. And some of the worst places that I've been, some of my worst experiences in life has been where I've met some of the most amazing people. I haven't been back to Nigeria for 22 years. Damn. Yeah. If but I still have all of these good memories about the people. The country, not so much. The people, you can never find a more kind, welcoming person than a, than a Nigerian person. I mean, it, it, it's impossible. We are amazing. I'm sorry. So you haven't been back to Nigeria for 22 years. Um, do you feel like Opavi is, is missing because of you haven't been back for so long? What do you do in terms of like to actually just be, be more involved in that culture and be a bit like more, I guess, feel Nigerian? But when I was young, they told me, baby me, outside this house is London. In this house is Nigeria. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. So that's my response. Like, I speak Yoruba to the best of my abilities, with a British accent, but I try. Um, so when we came here, um, we, we are very close-knit family. Because yeah. one thing that I, will, that I will always shout is that I'm spoiled. My family loves me. Okay. I've always had love, support, encouragement. Like, I know that I belong somewhere. So n- no matter what's going on outside, coming home is safe home is home you know so you know and it, it was right from when i was in nigeria like mm. we would all eat together go to school get the same bus back home and it was always together so coming here all of my brothers came there's four of us i am the only girl i came here at, at eight and then everyone just just sort of came after okay. so it we were apart for about four years wow. but then okay. yeah but we then came back together and we've been in the same like even though it was the hood again home was home i grew up in in church and that that is nigeria that is africa you know being respectful bending down you know knowing certain things to say and not say all that sort of stuff just kind of came along as nigerian culture in the uk is very strong so it's not like you just leave there and then you come here and you're totally nice i went to school and became very westernized but i still have a very african nigerian mindset and my tradition and my morals again i can't change it no matter how westernized i am i'm still nigerian you actually left Nigeria when you were eight years old and you were kind of quite poor. Like, as a kid, could you feel that or did your parents kind of try to hide that away from you guys? You know what I'm saying? Because obviously some kids, when they're poor, they could tell they're poor. You know what I'm saying? Why some kids, like, when they're poor, the parents try to hide that away from them. Um, not until I saw rich people. Because at the end of, end of the day, so my mum, oh, she's an amazing woman. She started to travel quite late in life, but um, she was into music and, yeah, she, she used to perform at the um, Rio Carnival so she always like collected things and she my mom is full of stories the way I speak I am her and she's me she told us stories about Brazil about um the Caribbean about America about here so I've always known that there's things but then when we don't have a lot of food or a lot of fancy clothes or a lot of money eh, I'm still playing outside I've still got my brothers like I'll still come home and we'll eat something like my uncles were there so it was I knew we didn't have a lot Yes. But I had but all the stories kept me going. Yeah. And then my dad, um, he then oh so my dad um was a cameraman for um NTA. Okay, oh and that was NTA. um news broadcasting um channel in Nigeria yeah, for some yeah, time. Yeah. 
So um, he obviously, you know, rubbed shoulders with a lot of um, rich people. And yeah. then but as life changed for him, he would go and take us to go and see them. Yeah. And the first time that I realised that I was broke, that I was poor, was we went to um, President Dia, okay. the Vice President Dia's house. Wow, and what, what? Yeah, I, <laughs> so my dad went somewhere and like, he shot, you know, did one interview. They liked how the, the thing came out and they invited him to the house. Dope. So we went with me, my mom, my big brother and my dad. When I say this house, I said, wait, this house is as big as the whole block that we live in. What do you mean this house? <laughs> and that's when I realized, yo, we are poor. <laughs> like, there's, there's things that we don't have. But, you know, going into that house and that, when I see there was gold in the toilet, I said, wait, what? Damn. Like, my mind was blown. So that was the first time that I that I saw that okay there's a okay I've heard I've heard these stories yeah. you know I live comfortably but now there is a world that exists that I've seen Damn. but then you know my mom has always been very very um don't look you know don't want what you can't have just now be very patient be happy with with what you have it's that, okay that house was very big but you know who's in it who will, who plays in this room can you go and play there. Can you touch anything? But then at home, you can, right? So yeah, I left that house being quite upset. But then as I got home, my family, uncle, <laughs> you know. 100%. Um, as nature would do, like, when you heard you come to UK, like, what was your reaction to post? I choose to say nice things about Nigeria because there was a lot of fuckery. I'm going to lie to you. It was dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. Nigeria has no safety, no risk management. There's a lot of, um, I choose to forget a lot of things, but when there's one that I'm going to mention, um, me and my dad, the whole NSARS thing last year, I went to the uh, protest because it affected me. I remember when I was younger and my dad and me, we went to go and see his sister somewhere and it was really late, but we were driving back late and we were ambushed. Wow. My dad dragged me out the car and we ran into the bush and I was screaming and I was crying and like he covered my mouth and I remember passing out and wow. with like what I blinked and just like I was sleepy I blinked but it was because I was shouting so much and was trying to like you know so we hid like he put me in a tree and like said wait don't, don't move just shush 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 and I, I, I closed my eyes and he went and then he came back we was on this road walking and it was a, it was us it was them I, like wow. I remember the whole black and I, I, I remember that and I remember my uncle being attacked like coming home half dead i remember just that the estate how yo what i'm going for was ghetto like you know what i mean <laughs> so there was there was a lot of things yeah. coming here yeah. the first thing that i that i felt i won't lie to you it was safety i felt safe yeah. that, like things just work like i didn't understand how a bus like you can just go in a bus and show your oyster like uh, um your um bus pass and sit down like back in the day the bus 12 yeah had one door to come on the north. So you just think that, oh wait, there's their structure? Okay, yeah, that's I, different. I get you. It was so weird seeing that things work and it was safe. Mm. And that made me feel a lot more comfortable. Like, But the one thing that I did, I miss my friends. I miss Nigeria. Oh my God, you're never lonely. Yeah, it's yeah. Go to school, come back home and you're at home. You, there's always something to do. But this yeah. country, it was, ah, it was a rude awakening. It was shocking. <laughs> Alone. You are alone, and obviously, like it was just me and my little brother at the time, so I had to wait for yeah. my brothers to come along. So I, you know, had to watch TV, and when um, Nickelodeon turned to Paramount at seven, and you know, yeah. So that's how I navigated coming here, but it was hard. But I did see a change, okay. like from school 
to buses to just walk into shop like even um petrol it blew my <laughs> mind that put their own petrol in and they'll go and pay yeah. and not steal it but yeah. like in nigeria like yo they'll watch you they'll pull it in they'll <laughs> you know so that sort of stuff i i really noticed the the yeah the change and and then obviously as well white people i had never seen a white person like face to face yeah until i, I got to the airport like when i landed I was like oh wow they're really real okay okay it was just yeah it was that's crazy a hard right? time like, I, I remember the, the first person that um, spoke to me she was proper like brummy girl oh babe you're so beautiful look at your face wow. like wait what you there how did your parents adjust to coming we talk about how we adjust the parents as well though it's a big change for them definitely Nigeria all their lives yeah. they grew up there the parents the family the cousins well sisters like coming to a new country for them at obviously all the age as well um from your point of view like how did they adjust to that kind of that moving to the uk my mom so for her she was well traveled before so i think she had been here so much like um she's a single mom she raised me she was with my dad for about 15 years and you know things didn't work out and she took the brave step she jumped she did what a lot of people didn't do she left her travel she really really like thought about where can i raise like give my kids the best life it it was between here and the u.s i thank the lord every day she chose the uk and not the u.s (laughs) i thank god because yo I'm sorry, being black in, the, in America, I've been there both pre and post Trump. There's a difference. I'm sorry, no way. Yeah. No, 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 no. So, yeah, that's a whole different story. But yeah, she um, chose to come here. So okay. she came here first with my little brother. And she made, she said this was the hardest decision she's ever had to make. Yeah. She, she had to yeah. leave me. Yeah. So she had to leave me in the capable and strong hands of her little brother and that's my uncle Du Bois. So that's who um I, I would think of as my as my well, figure, yeah. daddy yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, raised yeah. me, you know, like, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, yeah. so she came here first and she she set pace. She was doing twenty five thousand jobs um Damn. at once. She, um, it took her time to to gather funds. She sent for each and every single one of her kids. Every single wow. one. She paid for the best to bring us here and yeah. then for them to go back. After getting all four of us here, she started to do the whole hustle around for um papers and oh yeah. my she tried. But Damn. she had a plan had Damn. a plan and she came and she did that. She did it. She had a plan. All four kids came. One went back in 2015, but but that was just because he felt like his life was there because he came here quite late, 19. So he felt like, you know what, I can do better back home. And he has. He's found someone. They had a baby. We have a girl in the family now. Nice, and, you know, nice, nice. <laughs> worked out for the best. But yeah, she she planned. She planned. Not just the ones that were at home and, and built a family, but yeah. the ones that also had the courage to leave. A lot of us were raised by single mums and there's this stigma of, oh, no, but she had made a plan. She chose to focus on her kids and give them the best opportunity. She worked the most insulting job. Someone that's got a master's, two degrees and a master's. She came here and she was doing um, catering, cleaning, care sort of jobs. So I truly applaud mums that that came here with a dream and they achieved it. Their kids are you know, doing amazing. Yeah. Thank you, mum. What you said actually touched me a lot because um a lot of people actually have a plan, but not a lot of people can actually execute. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that she had a plan, I should able to execute that plan. You know what I'm saying? That's like oh, not, my not like easy. Tax if my mum tells you a story, like if she like she told me how she got the got the passport, like like she got her because she came here with a work permit, unheard yeah. of, but. Yeah. 
she just the way she said it she kept going to the nigerian embassy yeah, every yeah. single day for about four weeks and there was one man he was a friend of my dad who saw that ah, why are you always here she was ah sir, help me yo. <laughs> and then from that that oh okay so it was the persistence it's like i can't stay i, I need better and yeah, yeah so my mom is is, a, is someone that i'm that i will encourage to write a book one day and just oh, wow. tell it your dad um are you guys still kind of close though do you guys just talk to him or is that like my daddy oh oh my daddy she from oh, no way, okay. same day as kobe bryant can you imagine that no way yeah but literally at like
on the till by myself. Okay. So there was, I come off the till to just, you know, that put stuff around, do the basket. And I see this man walk in and Jehovah's God, when he walked in, his whole spirit just affected me. So, uh-uh. wow. He looked so sad. Dang. I thought, what the hell? Like, when he came in, it's just like I saw a cloud follow him. Wow. I got goosebumps. Ah, okay, okay. He was shopping, he was shopping, yeah. and I was still off tilt. And um, so he now gets there, he sees there's two people in front of him. So he just, oh, fine, of course. So he goes there, and I, I tapped him and said, hey, mister, Damn. come on my tilt, come on my tilt, you know, come on, let me just do what shh, 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 shh. So he yeah. came on, and I was scanning his things, and I was like, what's the matter? Can you smart me, please? Like, ugh, what's wrong? Come on, man, you look so sad. <laughs> like, now, me, I am 17. I'm just excited about being on till, you know, having a job, getting paid yeah. today, yeah. And he's just, you know, oh, you know, sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. So I'm like, okay, how are you? How's your day? What you doing? And so he's just chit-chatting, and then just to make him smile, yeah? So Iceland, they used to have these um, bags for life, 75p. I took one and just gave it to him. Okay, look, here's this bag for you, for free. Can you smile for me now, please? And his face just went, like, it, it was like, uh, his face, like, he... Oh, so, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm getting emotional. So he, his eyes was now watering. And I was like, oh, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? He says to me, and I quote, you're the first person that's been nice to me all year. Or yeah. wait, we're we're in we're now in December, so it's literally two. It's a week before my 18th birthday. We're in December. What do you mean all year? Like, oh. and he was like, I was gonna end it today, tonight. What? And he, this man, yeah, he has a, um, like a side bag. He opens his side bag, and I kid you not, yeah. Oh my god, sorry. I've never in my life seen so many pills. In my, I, I, wow. it's like and me i was like just oh my god please don't please yeah. don't what i have to say was please don't please don't please don't and he was like i won't i won't i was like you know what you know come to me every day so i work tuesday friday and saturday you know come and say hi to me i just i just thought wait just don't die like Damn. just from saying hi would you believe me this man i saw him when he met somebody i saw him when they went their first date when they started you know doing stuff and you know spending night i saw him when the woman got pregnant when they gave birth i worked in iceland Campbell for four years i saw him and um, at the time that i left they were pregnant with their second child damn every time that he comes in that shop we always have a look that we share like yo oh my. you would yo you wouldn't have just for my fucking 75p bag just from is, being nice listen being, this is- mad this is actually crazy uh, my dear when i say like it was that day i realized my first i realized like people have always told me right you're too much you're too Man. loud too much like you talk too much it's too much what is talking let me talk because i know what i'm doing just saying hi and being friendly with someone you have no idea what that does for them now going forward so i was friends with somebody from when I was in year five until I was at uni. And I'll be honest and say, I'm very fortunate and thought to have had my mother. I know that not every woman should have had kids. Some women hate their kids. They (laughs) feel like their kids ruin their lives. If that is your mother, I am sorry. I, I, as in from my heart, I apologize. Only, I have an inkling to what you went through. So this girl that I was friends with and two other girls from my school, they grew up with mothers that hated them. Some women have had kids 
early they feel like you know the kid has hindered or bought everything some resent them because of the man you know the man didn't like different dad um some the moms just weren't maternal yeah. like some people we all hear about someone that's wicked that um maltreats house girls that da, 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 da. that is someone's mom though that's someone's mom like all people are still people that you know have children what do you think happens to those children yeah, they are yeah, like yeah. people have been through hmm, this what is for the hurt people hurting yeah. people whatever has made them wicked now they've now had it do you know what it means to have a child you are bringing a human being into this world not that you have control on them but whatever they they become i'm yeah. sorry but it kind of yeah. starts with you definitely if you're wicked definitely, you are not definitely. If you're a parent that is not present and you don't, you're not aware, your child will have a very hard time. Mm. If you don't support, love, encourage, like what, what is the outcome of that? Messed up people. <laughs> so that's what <laughs> I have a lot of right now. So with with these set of girls, again, our friendship throughout our friendship. So as I realized that you know I I am this person that the universe or you or God, Allah, Buddha, whatever you call it, is going to use to yeah. make sure that people that need to be here are here. Fine. So I was the person that would always take a lot of shit from people that are that are hurt. Oh wow. If I know that you're that you're going through stuff that is because of your your this or that, your your family, especially your life, I would be the person that would take the punches. Hit me because I know why you're you're hitting. When these friendships ended in my early 20s my mom again in her infinite wisdom she said these girls these now women if you weren't their friends if you weren't friends with them when you for that whole time do you really believe that they would be alive because i can remember when you jumped the fence at school and they called me that you've gone somewhere but i knew exactly where you went to go and save your friend from whatever was happening and that happened there was a date literally there was something happening in the home she called me and i jumped the fence at school to go and save her like to go and be with her yeah i i I got home my my mom was like ah where did you i was like mom i just said girl's name and she just stopped and and said look this can't happen again you're at school please so she she reminded me of that day and said don't forget your purpose i know that you're hurt you have to find a way to not let people take so much from you that it that you're empty like this so again that you would go through life you know being kind and showing empathy to everyone that i meet i used to be a um contractor so in like eight years i've had 21 jobs what? bounced around yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm a project manager from master and i'm the person that they'll call whenever things go wrong so i'll come and fix it and then go so i was always just you know on that sort of thing right, yeah, but yeah. everyone that i met everywhere that i that i go they would always say literally are a ray of sunshine you just come with your positive attitude you make you will say things in the most simplest way and just it's that you're just so kind and thank you and you know and then i became an agile trainer so now so those 21 jobs that I had, I now teach about what happened in them. So I teach people um, how to be project managers, scrum masters, I consult for businesses and so on and so forth. But then I realized again, my job, I meet people every week. I never train the same people twice, well, unless they really like me. But every time that I would train someone in my group, there's always someone that wants to, that will need to talk to me about something that is not work related and i was like wait a minute so is this it 
and it all just clicked for me. I had to find ways to protect myself around being too empathetic that I'm used. Yeah. I have I've have become very careful with my friends, with who I have around me, my energy, but I cannot forget the reason that I'm here. Just showing kindness to somebody does a lot. So literally this time last year, no, no, wait, wait, March. So last February, I was training and um, I, I gave this this example about um, washing machines. I was like, look, if your washing machine doesn't break, you won't ever get a better one. You will fix it, you will, you know, you will put tape on it, you will, you know, but unless you get a better washing, like, but unless that initial inconvenience happens, you won't get a nice fancy one that will make your um, white right time, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and I gave a, um, a break. So now, bad thing, I usually vape in the very last toilet. <laughs> Then there was someone in my toilet. Oh, dickhead. Fine. So I went <laughs> in the toilet next to it. So I'm vaping now. And then I'm, I'm just hearing... <laughs> I said, oh, oh, shit. Someone's crying. So now, like, I now have to get involved. I, I, if I feel someone being emotional, like, oh, my God. Because now it's not just someone that is crying, but, like, you know, it's my company. What's wrong? Yeah, so, you know, knocked. You know, miss, are you okay? And she's like, it's Ray. Ray, is, is that you? I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, shit. My, my my heart panicked. Oh my god! Someone from my class is crying. Oh my god! Maybe it's me. I, I, I talk too fast. No 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 no. Babe, come out, come out, please. What's going on? And she was like, No 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 no. It's good. The um washing machine. I met a guy three years ago. Like I like I was doing really good for myself. I met a man, and you know I thought that was it. And he he's not. He was violent. He was horrible. He messed up my entire life. But I have three amazing kids, and he. What's the washing machine? <laughs> he had to, like, if not for him, I wouldn't have these amazing kids and, and what they've done for me and what I'm gaining from them. And, da, 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 and yeah, and she was just saying, he's the washing machine. Like, he had to break, he had to go, he had to go. Oh, that's deep, man. Yeah. And I was thinking, yo, like, and that again, it was confirmation for me that you, this is what you're here to do. Continue to be your positive, kind self, and you will keep on meeting people that just need it just need it you might not know how when how but just keep on going and yeah that's my journey and my story when it comes to empathy that's that's my purpose i'm here to make people happy <laughs> <laughs> i get it completely but like my question to you is then like that must wait a lot on you though because obviously if you're like, kind of hearing a lot of different stories like you, you're trying to give advice to people how do you deal with that um my job so one thing that i did was that i became very selfish so from the age so from about 26 to 28 i was really selfish don't talk to me about shit because it was it was too much i realized that i was the person that was carrying everyone's everything exactly you don't do that i didn't kill jesus what is this Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh -uh. no no so i became very very you know cold and was i happy no me not being me i was miserable Mm. like okay i've got more money but i'm not helping people okay i've got a lot more time to travel and but am i actually happy in myself no so i was always trying to find a balance and the universe gave me that balance in my job so in 2017 i had a pretty bad car accident someone hit me at 70 i was doing 30 imagine that he got into trouble and everything and even that 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 situation, I showed a lot of empathy. Oh, hmm. I won't talk about that, but God knows why I did what I did because yo, mm, okay. Anyways, so um, <laughs> I, I couldn't contract 
anymore because traveling and you know it was too much and then i was approached by the number one training company in the uk about being a trainer now i thought okay you know what okay i can train i can teach what i've you know done but then from the minute that i started to teach there was always someone that has that has to talk to me there was always someone that when i said wait Ray, do you know what you just said? Can we have a conversation about that? Because, you know, like, okay, personally, my mom, my, you know, I said, oh, okay. So I found that even though I was trying to run from my destiny, it found me. The fact that I meet different people, every, like, if I'm doing a two-day course, I can meet 70 people in a week. And in that 70, at, at least four will come up to me and say, Ray, can you advise me on this? You know, and it's never, yeah, it's just, it's very weird how that's happened. But I did run from it. I didn't want it. I thought, that's not fair. Like, so then who's going to take care of me? Who do I have to, you know? But then that's when I have to, again, realise I've got an amazing support network. I've got amazing family. I've got amazing friends. A good friend is free counselling. It's a free therapist. Having someone to pour your heart out to that can, again, empathise and just and just listen to you. Usually, I will get to the answer myself anyways, but the fact that someone is, is listening and is agreeing and is seeing where I'm coming from, it helps me and that's what I need. And, you know, I do have that. So, thank the universe. It's balanced itself out. But don't get interested. For a long time, it was unbalanced. I was used. I was battered. I was bruised. It was a lot because people are a lot more nice. But, <laughs> you know, can we actually all learn how to be empathetic though? Is it something we can all learn? And if, if yes, how can we learn the skill? How can you be empathetic? Okay, right now we're at home. We're all online, social media, clubhouse, Twitter, Instagram. Just be fucking kind. Come on, bro. <laughs> you're saying look at how you're talking to your fellow human I, i'm sorry but just i just like and ah i, I don't know how else, I, I this is like why i don't speak anymore on social media because trying to explain it is like i get quite upset because how can you just not understand being nice being kind treating others how you want to be treated understanding that once you then, once you treat someone how you want to be treated, understand that they're a different person. Something that is tough love. Like, some people can, can take tough love, but they assume that everyone else can. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll tell you for free. Me, I can't. No way. I, Ray, Babalala, I am so sensitive. If you say, I, I'm so emotional. No, 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 no. You can't talk to me anyhow. You can't talk to me like, 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 you know, yeah, just, just do it. No, I'll cry. And I'm going to tell your mom as well. Honestly. You have to be my emotions, and but then that's me. Yeah. I've been through things in my life to make me like that. You cannot come into my life and now expect so, me to now just just take what's gonna ah uh-uh, your day now. I didn't choose just did. No, that's not fair. So just understand that even if something is very clear to you, something is very commonsensical to you. Yeah. Everyone has had such a different experience with it. Some people have grown up very sheltered, very comfortable. They're not going to have the same mindset as you. And now we're all at home and bored and have access to say whatever the fuck we want to say without any regard at all. But there are people's feelings that are getting fucked up because of what we're saying. I don't care if it's fact. I don't care if it's, if it's, if it's fiction. I don't care if it's an opinion. It's just, it's a bit much. Just think about what you say and how it will affect somebody else that is the first thing just common uh, common courtesy common sense just be nice is it so hard it's so simple but a lot of people find it so difficult which i don't get myself like i can just be nice be so difficult it just doesn't make sense to me like you know what i'm saying and also you don't always have to talk 
Like you don't always have to like sometimes just listening, just listening. It, it will help you start to understand where someone is coming from. Understanding is the foundation of empathy. Understanding the empathy. I like that a lot. It is. Like and if your foundation is strong, bro, whatever you build on it, it will stand. If you can just listen to someone, have really real, real understanding of what they're saying, not try to put your. There's this whole, um, I've been through West. I've been through West. I've been through. <laughs> I beg you, everybody gets story now. Like, what is, that? what is that? Everybody has a story, but I had to um, use this example. Let's see it like, like this. When you have your child, at some point, let's say they are four years old yeah. they come back home yeah. from nursery their best friend is no longer their their best friend anymore in their four years old life in their whole life of four years that is the worst thing to ever happen to them yeah. you as their parents you can't say ah my friend go and sit down drink, <laughs> drink water you have friends in in in, in four years time you remember their name <laughs> well, not just disregard that child. Go on, you, you know, you say, oh my God, baby, don't worry, you know what, tomorrow we'll talk about it, we'll go to dinner, you know, yeah. you have cousins, have you, but you will, yeah, so as adults, it's the same concept, to be honest. Yeah, if something yeah. is hurting me, just because you cannot or, or you are not affected by it in any way, it doesn't mean that what I feel or what I'm going through is any less or, you know, it's not as big as, as you, the mum. Like, you've got bills to pay. You have, you know, things to think about. But your child, that's the worst thing in their life. Yeah. You have to be able to think about other people. But why do people think, like, being empathetic is regarded as being weak? Where's that logic coming from? Because I never really because understood that. people will take you for a ride. Ah, they will drive your friend down. They will drive you. <laughs> oh, and, and it's, I think, why is it weak? Because you come across weak. I, I won't lie to you. If I could go back and change... So, okay, the people that have hurt me the most in life, yeah. if I could go back yeah. and do exactly what they've done to me, knowing what they would do, I wouldn't do it. Mm. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And that's why they say it's weak, because you can't understand why someone just wouldn't, would not put themselves first. Why you would let someone hurt you because of you, your love for them. It, it is, some call it weakness, but I, I don't call it weakness i think it it is a strength but it's, it's up to you to know when it becomes a weakness it, yeah. it, it's up to you we, we we have to be responsible because in me saying that people have done abcdfg i'm the one that still let them do it to do me it. where is my accountability for that mm. i've so i've i've taken that and gone with it yeah that i disagree with that it's because we just feel too much you know that some people yeah literally feel if I'm with you or I'm friends with you because if you didn't have me, who else would you have? Yeah, who else would you have? There are some people that are totally alone. Like I had friends like so at uni, I made a lot of friends with a lot of people that, that didn't have family. Okay. And they were just like, you know, me, I've always been very vocal about mine. We used to eat together at the same table. Da, 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 da. So again, come to my house, Christmas, it's ah, we are very welcoming. Yeah, so people, they would always come, but I would always then like, you know, hold on to them and like check up on them and be in their lives because I know that you don't have anybody yeah. but you're doing fuckery yeah. to me you're hurting me you're you're talking about me you're you're not being loyal you're you're, you're sometimes stealing from me and da, 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 da. but I but I feel like wait who will you have you are totally alone mm. it took me having to get to a point to now say okay I have to take more control over this, but I can I can see why you would say it's a weakness because because it is. But you have to if you say you're weak, my guy, you'd be weak. Flip it and make it a, a strength by finding out how to 
navigate through it and use it. So are you then telling me like empathy can be both good and bad then? Because obviously like those people that actually can't need empathy to actually be able to manipulate you. If that kind of makes sense. Yeah, but the thing is that everything is good and bad. If you're too good, like, yeah, like being too kind, if you have a lot of things and you're too kind and you give it out and you're now broke on the road and saying, oh, why won't people take care, take care of me? Because you're too yeah. kind. You know what I mean? You have to find a balance in everything that you do. And that's why literally, so what is good, what is bad? What is bad, what is good? There's, there's a balance to everything. Thing. If you want to be empathetic, you have to have common sense. You have to be very <laughs> aware of, of yourself, of your limits, of, of your triggers. My trigger is I am sensitive. This I know. I know so much about myself that you cannot turn my biggest strength into a weakness because I've been there. I've done that, but I didn't understand properly. Age comes with it as well. You yeah. have age. I'm not that old, but you know. In terms of parents, what role the parents have to you know, play in this? In terms of like, you know, maybe showing the kids have to be empathetic, like, you know, saying like, so what role would you say parents have to play in this? Um, I think, first of all, being an example, your kids emulate like what you what you see is what you get legitimately. Mm. Literally, one thing that I would really, again, um, shout about my mum is that she was the example. She was the example. My thing with food, like, so every year, my birthday i do a big food bank shop that because i don't understand how someone can be hungry how but that started because i saw my mom she made me go and give our hat give gary to this woman whose husband died i like i so it's ingrained in me and that's what i then like every one of my brothers we then have like we're so if it's so, okay my little brother he's the cutest person like, he cannot go past a homeless person whilst he's eating and not bad or something like it's just it's just in him it's just it's just him so i really feel like being the example is the first step. and then discussion having open discussion sometimes your child is the bully Yo, like, I remember the biggest bully that I, that I ever faced Her parents, they were pastors Have, Like, wait, what? Like, yeah, but anyhow, sure. But having an environment where you should say Okay, how was your day? What did you do? What did you do? There were certain times that I would tell my mum what I've done And she would say, how bad now, baby Uh-uh, that was a bit harsh yeah. How would you feel it? How would you feel it? So she always, she always, always, always kept me accountable. She always said, how would you feel if? How would you feel if? So that conversation, that clear line of, okay, mom, like, even if I've done something really bad or that's really shady, I can always run back home and tell mom, okay, here's what I've done. And that always helped. Even like, like with work and then the whole being black and being, you know, the um, aggressive black woman and yeah. Have you ever been in a situation, maybe in the past, like you, you can't find out to, you know, empathize with somebody? Of course. Oh my God. Hmm. My life is a film, you know, like I've been, I've worked, <laughs> in, I've worked in the most hostile environment. I've been called a neglect. I've been called a, a jigaboo. What's a jigaboo? It's just, I don't, I sort of, it's just a really offensive word to describe a black woman. That's the most pleasing way. But it's just like certain times, look, yeah. Emotion happened, you know. There's times that I've acted out of character because I can't, like, I can't empathize with you because you are racist, because you're sexist, because you're ageist, because you're just an asshole. You know, it, <laughs> it, it happened. Not everyone is, is going to like you, get along with you, and that's fine. You can't be naive going through that, you know, yeah, everyone's going to see like this. I pissed some people off, you know. Some people <laughs> cannot stand my voice. It's like it's acid. It's like, you, you, you're too much, you're too positive, you're too, you know, 
then you don't like my shine. Go away. Mm. Somebody else be it, and it's fine. Yeah, everybody get their own now. I beg you, go Would you say your mom would be the most empathetic person you actually know, or would you say someone you know would you be a friend that you know or? Uh, my, my mom, she is me and I am her and she is me again and I am her again. I feel like like we are connected. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, me and my mom, yeah, like we, we give birth to each other. I feel like in my past life, I was the mom and she was my daughter because there's certain ways that, that we just connect and we just, she is me and I'm her. Yeah, she's the most amazing, kindest human being I've ever met. My uncle as well, so my uncle um, Duboy, he was her younger brother. And again, I think it's testament to raise them because he is well, like, he was a, uh, my uncle, man, he rest in peace. You know what? Okay, let me be honest. He was mean. He was very nice to me and my family, but he was a very, you know, uh, guy. <laughs> but um, but um, even the way he treated women, oh my God, it was it was like he could he would knock a man out, like you understand. But when it comes to female, he was ah, you can cut him, you can slap him, and he just won't do anything. So again, like I've always had people that just showed me, even if it was the most meanest people, you can still show empathy and still be kind. So that was that. And then growing up, again, having someone to always come back home to, I, I, I can't, please, if you're going to have children, yeah, you need to understand that if a child feels like they they belong somewhere. Nobody in this world can can ever make them feel inferior, can ever make them feel less than, can ever can ever do them battles. No matter what was going on outside, whenever I came home, I always had someone to talk to, someone to, to agree with what I just happened. But yeah, just to just to vibe and to relate and connect with me. That someone that knows me and my heart and my desires and says, Okay, were you wrong? Were you right? Were you so that having that person has helped me keep on being me. Can we actually build a culture of empathy as let's say like a nation in the UK for example? Is, is this culture we can build and if yes, how can we build that culture? Everything starts from home. So, like, so but can we as a nation build a culture of like being more empathetic in, in general? Yeah. Stop being so fucking selfish. That's so odd though, you know what I'm saying? Because so, some people are just See life differently, yeah, but, things differently. So well, it's like okay. I feel like if we start being very intentional with with our actions, with our words, you know, okay, what? Okay, let's just start from the start. What type of life do you want to live? What what kind of world do you want to be in? If you go outside, how do you want people to treat you? How do you do you want to be safe? Do you want to feel um, included? How do you want the world to be? Then. It, it literally is that simple. Oh, stop thinking that everything is about you. you this world does not revolve around, around one person. Exactly. This we exactly. all know. So why don't we just accept that? Accept that we have to be together. We have to, you can't do this thing called life alone at all. You need people. The first step is to accept that. It's not just me. There's everybody and babe, I tell you, everybody has been through things in life. And we all think it is the worst thing that's ever happened. But we all have to now exist together. Stop being selfish <laughs> and be the example. Like that is that is my honest thing. Stop being so selfish and be the example. Because if you're gonna now say, okay, what is the way for the plan? Religion comes into that. Sex okay. comes into that. Race. Within race, colorism comes to there's so much different things that it is impossible for 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 it to just for, for us to focus on every single 
in is because yeah it's too big it is people that make communities that make a country that make a culture it has to start from again you it's down to the person what role does religion have to play in this though um like from your point uh, of view when it comes to religion i usually don't don't speak about it because my my views is 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 very wild but hey folks as we're here let's yes, go yes, sure. i don't like it you I like hate it. religion. I, I think it's absolute bullshit. I think it, it, it is the reason for so many failed things, be that um, marriages, be that homes, be that families, be it wars, be it whatever. I hate religion. I think it... Okay, sorry. First thing about me is I'm a hypocrite. I'm a very big hypocrite. Very big. <laughs> very big. So I was just yeah, I'm going to carry on. I say that, but then in the same thing, I think... I understand the gist, the concept of religion. Okay. Life is very hard. Yes. From start to finish and everything in between is so cool. Whatever gives you peace, do it. Yeah. Be it praying yeah. to God, Buddha, Allah, Krishna, whoever, Joseph, Mary, I don't care. As far as you find peace, because what there's only two places that you'll find peace in, in this life, you know, in the grave and in your house. <laughs> listen, <laughs> no, listen, like, like some people do even have piss or omi, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine, can you imagine that? Then, then, then where will you find, what can help you get there? Sad, you man. have to, yeah. So I understand why people have such strong beliefs in religion, but if it was so flipping great, yeah, why has so much destruction happened from it? Like faith is something so personal. Everyone's idea of, of salvation is different. Whatever helps you be the best that you can, that look, if you are a Christian, be the best Christian that you want to be. Muslim, be the best. Be the, just understand that your walk with faith is different to everybody else's. And it's then quite shocking how religions don't then have empathy towards anybody else but their own. That defeats the entire purpose of it. So again, these, like, what are you trying to do? Like, what are you trying to, you know? So my take on religion is, okay, here's what I feel. If you've got a thief and they, and, and, and they break into a house, let's say in this house, there's a Christian, a Muslim, a Jewish person and a Buddhist. When when this thief gets caught, yeah? One thing that I, that I would say about Muslims, law and order, Oh my God! If you want to be, if you want things done correctly, right in an orderly way, Muslim person is as in they're so clean, they're so, so like. If you go to a Muslim, you like the way they make you feel in their house. It's like you know, like you're part of the structure. Like yeah. you're, you know, they're very organized, but they also believe in discipline. Yes, yes, that see, yes. the Muslim will discipline them because they are there for structure. The Christian in that house, they will forgive their kind. Yes. Again, I'm, you know, I don't think there's a, there's a more kinder person, forgiving, you know, you know, love about than Christians. That Jewish person, they're very resourceful. In my opinion, they will teach that that thief how not to thief again. <laughs> no, honestly, it's true. Like, like, yo, they are all about educating, like, like, oh you know, like like that and then that fourth person buddhist they're all about compassion kind they will you know mend him you know put a bandage on him they will da -da 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 -da. in my in my world my bubble that's what i feel like religion is just as how there's not one tree there's not one thing there's not one religion every religion has, has its good and it's bad but it's something that will guide you just to it, it's, it's a guide to how you live your life to have peace in a peaceful way pick it do it but do not you cannot use that your faith as a reason to spew hate yeah. to spew um, um the most radical thoughts to the most subjective ideas because then again everyone's trauma 
their story is now going to be intertwined in their faith and, and, it, and it all now becomes very subjective you can't use all of your do you get what i'm going at so that's what i feel about religion it's too big it's very subjective you cannot tell me how to feel i can't tell you how to feel but in saying that i grew up in church what kind of made you move away from that i was stubborn i'm <laughs> like you know what i used to always ask who wrote the Bible? And right from kids, so my mum, she was a deaconess. She's going to Bible school. She used to travel, like she used to like sing choir mistress, church on Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. My question was always, who wrote the Bible? From when I was young, I got trouble. They sent me to the teenage section. It became, don't have sex. Don't have sex. Like, right, before. But then who wrote the Bible? I was still asking this the same question and that moved me into the big church literally like i was like this is back in night now like i was like seven i was in the big church it was that i fire that i fire that i fire okay cool, 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 cool. who wrote the bible oh my god and, like i just i've always had questions about this book about the faith because my grandma for my mum's side she's she's um muslim my mum grew up Muslim. They're not bad people. Like, they are the most amazing, kindest, welcoming. So I don't, like, I've always had questions of, but who wrote these books? And yeah. how can you be, how can you know that they didn't put their opinion in, in the book? Because my grandma is amazing. But at church, you're saying everyone that's not Christian flags must die. Yeah. I, I know now. Yeah. Give me facts. So I was always forced to go to church. And, like, I, I am stopped going when I started working. Yeah. When I was 17, I used to that. Like, so, so I would swap my shift on a Friday sometimes for Sunday just to get out, out. No yeah because way. I was like I, I don't because my question was still not answered who wrote the Bible and how can you be sure that the opinion is not and I'm sorry okay and then I came to this country you know throughout lives the Bible is it's a King James Bible who is King James wait so you mean the guy that was wait so here, wait so the, what that even confused me even more like so then okay saying that King James wrote like wait what I, I don't understand I, I don't it threw me off it blew my mind Going through life, I've always felt like like like, like that there, there is a higher power. Okay. There is a higher purpose. I I know about witchcraft. I know it's real. I know that there's good powers and there's bad powers. But okay. I, at my age, I've settled on spirituality. I believe in the universe, the law of attraction. I'm very big on meditating, um, affirmations, cleansing. I burn sage. I burn incense. I'm a bit a bit of a hippie. Some may oh, wow. say. <laughs> That, that's what I live my life in a very sheltered way. Okay, okay. I have a bubble. My my world is a bubble. I only allow energy, vibes, things that I even listen to on my socials. Like I'm very controlled about what I allow into my world because it, I've I've seen it affect me okay. and I've come back out of it. I've seen it affect others and they've come back out of it and I just it's better that way, you know. So I'm a bit flowery. <laughs> What did you get one thing about this? When you talk about, listen, I want to stop going to church. I want to take this part. Like, what did she say to you? Like, was she kind of against it? Was she like, you know what I'm saying? You're a vision now. You can do whatever you actually want to do. Oh, once again, she is me and I am her. Um, My mom, she, she was always very much into it. She was always, you know, and when I, so again, I, I started to work at 17 and then I went to uni at 18. I came back. But again, at, at that time, she couldn't really tell me about, you know, come to church. Yes. So I would go, just be nice. But my mum went through a phase because, okay, before I would say that I was a Christian and then I became an atheist. Oh, and then, yes. yeah, oh, I, wow. What, 
for us so after i stopped going again i still believed in something but i just didn't believe in like this you know the bible and and like or the quran or just anything i just didn't you know and then my mum, she now became enlightened she she started to meditate she started to you know get into this um what i just spoke about yeah so yeah. she yeah so she started it and like for years she was on about you know so she stopped going to church in As 20 well. yeah ah, huh. hmm. my mom is so against it now it's actually unreal like wow. for her for she she got mom hasn't been to church in like next seven years Damn. i still go on on me because again that was, that was just how I was raised yeah that's I, the same, same, same I can't get any weight to you know that's just yeah um but she started it off and then I was about two years ago I was having a very hard time a very hard time in life okay just figuring out what was going on and why and what you know you know you know and I and who did I go back to my mom I was like mommy like I don't understand what's going on like I'm not happy I'm always crying I was really depressed so I went through um mental health challenges and she was like do you know what meditate let's do it together like so she was sending me videos and then youtube and just, just things to help me just to understand that there is a world bigger than what we are in right now you know i truly believe in energy i believe in vibes i like if you believe if you think something it can happen keep thinking it and then the things you need to, to do to make it happen it will happen so i started to get more and more into that and yeah so she's always i don't even know how she got there but i thank god that she did because i i, I was of no faith and to me in my opinion yes. a faithless person is not a person at all yeah, yeah how can you no it's very hard i i feel very sorry for you, to be honest yeah definitely because personally i just feel like we are I have to believe in something like so what are we living for we need to have a purpose yeah. in life but actually yeah, we have something to kind of like because me personally I am a Christian I love going to church I love listening to sermons so it's like this is quite interesting to me because like, I do believe in religion I believe in God I believe you know I go to church for Sunday so it's quite like a contrast to what I actually believe in but I just find this so quite fascinating this, to be honest like I have people that are um, um, friends and loved ones that are very religious yes. but they have we have a bond that yeah. is like look religion i know you i feel you I exactly know exactly exactly i like that's my point exactly because i feel like some people like the you know let's say some muslims or christians they're so christian or some muslim they don't want they don't want to mess with anyone outside their religion and that's why i find it bit i don't think we are like humans like you know what i'm saying Bam. if we're talking properly let's just talk yeah the people that are that have the most money, yeah, money in this world. Who is it? They're Arabs. So them, Chinese. After that, who is it? It's white people. Who do they pray to? Yes. Allah. Yes, yes. Buddha, yes. God. Look, religion has nothing to to do with your success. It's supposed to be a guide, mm. a guide, mm. just something to help you make sense of things when it gets messy, because it will. When you're going through things and you pray and you like, it is your belief in something it is your belief in the fact that this thing will, will, will get better yeah. is why it gets better i don't feel that there's, there's anybody up there pressing your buttons or, or saying this happened that happened it is your faith that keeps you going whoever you're praying to it's the fact that you're praying i meditate every single day every single day I, if i don't like i can't sleep properly if i don't because i don't <laughs> like I, i've gotten out like whatever's upset me i haven't gotten rid of it some people pray every night what what are you doing what am i doing we are yeah. cleansing ourselves we are asking for something that we desire yeah. and we're saying okay i now let it go and i put it into your hands whoever's hand that is leave the hand now whatever hand you think it is <laughs> it, you know it shall get done in it 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, like you said from the start, be, be nice to each other. Honestly, be kind, be nice. And to me, like life is quite easy, but just the people that make it a bit complicated. It's like but, people oh, just. It's a path for you. Yeah, it's a path for you. Honestly, it's so simple. It's yeah. so simple. Like, so simple. And like, even the, oh my, okay, so there's, there's a thing that I, you know, your idea of your best life. And again, here's Ooh. where I don't, I don't like the internet. I don't like social media because the idea of your best life is different for everybody. everybody. And your idea of your best life changes as you get older. Yeah. What I wanted to get my, my best life in at 25 is totally different to what I want to do now at 30 and it will be different from what I want to do at 35 and 40 and 50. My idea, my life will have to change and move but people don't expect like what is your best life? Mine is literally to make money, travel, take care of my mom and and, and have a fantastic life. Some people is to be able to get 10 houses, have you know um, um, be in this magazine be recognized for the contribution in, in da, 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 and da, 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 da. if I with my my best life I'm not trying to live up to this other person's one if I even get there am I gonna be happy my best life different yeah. and I thought I, I feel like we're always comparing we're always we're always trying to trying to get to this thing but it is somebody else's idea of their best life when Honestly, you get there you know what miserable. you can't compare yourself to others because you know it's totally different you don't know what the person get to where they were so for you to see somebody where they are right now and then be like wait a second why aren't i there that's so on lt you know yeah, but you know what i actually thought of a really really stupid <laughs> oh my god when you said yeah, that um it's from young about this whole comparing thing yeah. i remember um there was this rich woman that owned the um market um that like that just went by food her and my mom became friends now this is this is gonna sound so weird but i didn't used to think that rich people farted <laughs> Honestly, I thought that like that that <laughs> smelly. So it's for poor people. It's just you know. Oh my god, that is amazing, man. One day we um we went to see her and then so we now went into her office. The smell, yeah, 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 yeah. As in, it was so. Sharp. Oh my god, I'm dead. And when we, <laughs> when we were going home, there was, so there was people that would like always like just like to compare my mum to her, like, because they were both light-skinned and, you know, da 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 And I remember just, just thinking, wait, at least my mum doesn't smell. <laughs> like, at least when she farts, her fart isn't like this, because, you know, like... And I remember me and my mum, yeah, having a conversation about that. Like, yeah. it don't think that because somebody is this or looks like this, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, they don't yeah. do dirty things. We're all human beings. We're all people. Yeah. If you're going to compare now, like, you can compare... <laughs> You know, it was so... <laughs> Please, that is amazing. That, that experience, I can never... Like, so, literally, it made me feel like no matter what you look like, yeah. bro, the shit that can come out of you, ah, it can kill somebody. <laughs> it can kill somebody. Literally, literally. <laughs> be it physical, be it financial, you can kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and that's always my message to everybody. Like, don't compare yourself to others ever because it's, it's like a recipe for disaster, you know? Especially now with, like, um social media, like you said, where you see celebrities, this and the other, but you actually don't know, like, you know what I'm saying, what's really going on. Because people don't want to see what, what's actually happening. They just want to see their, like, you know... I should be honest. I talk like this now, not because I feel like I'm better, but but it's, but it's because I've been through it. Yeah, exactly. I want point where I literally had no idea who the fuck I was. Yeah. I was doing it all for finesse. I was like, you know, trying to do the whole lifestyle and I wasn't happy. Yeah. That that period 
that I really didn't show empathy, that I was just trying to just be be cold. Yeah. Life showed me. No, but things though, that is so draining though. That that takes so much energy. Yeah. But it's part of the journey. Like if yeah. look, my dad passed, and part of the things that was okay, unquote good about him passing was that it it brought me and my sisters together because so he had um two girls outside of um home and we just we've never really spoken but um you know it made us so close and now my sisters are a big part of my life and it something has to happen for something to happen there there will have to be an initial like yo my dad died for me and my own sisters to start talking to, to have a relationship like something will happen in your life to make you realize what oh oh shit i'm 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 fucking up or oh shit i'm doing well keep going but something will happen and be okay with the change do you know how hard it is to change oh my god it's very difficult to put it like if you if you see that you're doing something wrong clearly do you know how hard it is for you to talk to yourself (laughs) a lot of people that may never Mm. be able to put in the effort that they need to make that change i would i would pray that their family their friends will always support them until they do but it's it's scary because now to be honest i have less friends i do less things yeah. It's like the way I live, the way I think, the way I carry on is totally different to how you would have met me five years ago. But I was yeah. the, the laugh of the party. Oh, wow. I was the, 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 but I was miserable. Damn. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that is crazy. But now, bro. like, I've got three friends. If my phone rings right now, I know who who is calling me. Like, my my circle is so. But oh, the yeah. income of not having a well, no, actually, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Yeah. But the difference in my lifestyle was the uncomfortable change. It was. It, it took time to be okay with that. Like, I, I got very comfortable with being by myself. I traveled alone because of that. You know what? Okay, cool. It, it was hard, but I made friends. Yeah. I got there. I, 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 you know, made friends on a plane or on holiday. And now we're still friends. So it's always that initial inconvenience. But yeah, do it. Jump. I would like for people to do a few things. Okay. Um, First of all, be kind to yourself. Mm. We've all done a lot of shit. Some of us have done things that to you is unthinkable. Having to forgive yourself is a really big part. We're at home, we're thinking about every argument that we've had, we're, we're thinking a lot. Be kind to yourself, first of all. Before you can be kind to anybody, be kind to yourself. That means forgiving, that means taking care of, that means having key conversations with yourself. That means just be kind to you. Yeah. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. You can't do everything. And that's my my second thing. Have good friends. You can't do everything in, in this life. In this life, our parents are going to go. When we're old, we'll bury our parents when they're very old. Who's going to help you get through that? Yes, 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 yes. You need to pull around, like, because your brothers, your sisters, your family, they're going to go and have their own family. Your everyday, like, if you have good people around you, I promise you, life life is going to fuck you, which, whichever way. <laughs> you can have a, nah. you can either bend over or pimp it. Yes. Pimp your life. Make sure that whenever, whatever fuck comes, you know what style to give it back. Prepare yourself. <laughs> Honestly, like, maybe you want to start now, you know, but, and your, your, your people around you, the people that you surround yourself with is so important. If yeah. things aren't working yeah. for you, if you feel like you're stuck, review who is around you and get better ones. Mm. If you are in the process of, of getting better ones, be patient. Your tribe, 
Look, the world has a way of giving you what you need just when you need it. Go. The people that you need will come to you. I urge you, as someone that was drained by everyone around me at a point, everything that you're doing, career, relationship, family, self-love, what you have around you has a lot to do with it. Please be careful about your wealth, your energy, your universe. And also, I love you. I love you. If you haven't heard that in a long time, I love you. You're sexy. I like your face. <laughs> uh, bye. Yeah, all that, all that, all that, all that. I love you. Oh, sorry. And that's the last thing. Um, so I followed this lady. I, oh, God, I forgot her name. Sure. But um, I went to this thing last year and it said there's a purpose to your pain. Mm. Everything that you've been through. If I didn't go through everything that I've been through, if me, so if my dad didn't leave me in that tree, to my friend being this, to this being that, da, 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 I wouldn't be here as I am today. So there's a purpose to everything. And I'm sure something that I've said today was at least one person. That person will then go on to help some one person. Yes. My pain, the purpose will keep on going and it will help people. Share your pain. Yeah. I laugh about it. It's funny. It's funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell people where they can find you? Do you use like Instagram? Do you use Twitter? Do you use like, you know, you know, where can people find you? You can find me. So I'm actually only on social media for my business. Oh, okay. um, I run my own business, the Agile Squad. Um, I am on um, Twitter. Um, I think it's Random Ray with okay. two M's. That is my private Twitter. I don't don't use it that much, but hey ho, you can find me at the Agile Squad or on LinkedIn. I am very active on LinkedIn as Ray. Thank you for this um, platform. Um, you are my fellow samurai. I'm proud of um, what you're doing. I listen to you. I love your voice. I love your stammer because what you have to say is important and they'll listen. And we do. I listen. Oh, yeah.